Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? Welcome to Defense Matters, where we are talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk on Twitter. Welcome to the show, guys. We've made it to week six rankings. Going to be breaking down my top guys at linebacker, defensive line, defensive backs, as I do every week, going over some news, some notes, some rankings, updates, you know, just injury updates, stuff like that's going on around the league. Um, check out my written work at dynastynerds.com. That's where I'm a senior writer helping out in the IDP department over there. Got a new show on YouTube on the Dynasty Nerds uh, uh, YouTube channel called In Your In My Defense. First episode of that was aired last week, which was a quarterly report. Going to be doing another quarterly report, um, I believe, at the end of week nine or between weeks nine and ten, I believe, is when that one's going to be dropping on the channel. So check that out. And there'll be an accompanying uh, write-up with that as well on Dynasty Nerds. Um, Leave a rating for the show if you're on iTunes, five stars. Leave a review. Would appreciate that. It really helps the show get noticed. It helps us, you know, go up the rankings. It just helps the show. It's the only thing I ask of anybody. You know, there's no advertisements on this show. There's no ad reads. There's no BS. It's just, I mean, I'm just giving you guys straight content, my thoughts, you know, my rankings, and, you know, what I think about the fantasy football season so far this season from an IDP standpoint. All I ask for you guys is just give me a ranking, give, give me a rating, give me a review. I'd really appreciate it. I'd do a lot for the show. Um, and like I said, I just really appreciate it. So thank you guys, everyone who has already. I usually sometimes I'll read a review and not going to do that today, but maybe maybe next week I'll read a review. So, you know, as always, the mission to provide high quality defensive fantasy football content for my listeners weekly to help them win their leagues and make the best decisions for their teams so if i can do that i call this week a win so i'm going to be trying to do that for you guys so um last little plug uh, if you guys want to find me uh, i get on discord a lot there's two idp channels on discord i like the destination devi uh shout out to ray gq and all the good things they're doing over there they have an idp channel i hang out over there a lot guys go support ray jump in the idp channel you can chat with me there i'm in there every day you know helping guys answer start sit questions evaluating dynasty values you know a little odds and ends stuff like that so that's a good place to meet and then um there's also a fantasy football, the official fantasy football channel or server of Discord. They have a pretty good IDP channel, too. So hop over there. And sometimes I'm in there interacting and stuff like that. I believe I'm having a, an ask me anything again on the server for Discord 
That is next Friday night, I believe, at 930 Eastern. Uh, just check out my Twitter feed. Uh, you'll find out about that and all that. So let's jump into the news. Um, let's do injury stuff first. Brian Burns had a concussion, obviously, this last week. Left the game early after having a monster breakout, basically game. He had five tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, all like in the first 15, 16 minutes of this game. And then he gets knocked out. So he was basically getting ready to blow up. Um, got a concussion. He did have a limited practice this week, so he could play this week. Uh, Sam Hubbard in uh, elbow injury was moved to IR, just found out today. So that's going to be at least three weeks before we get Sam Hubbard back, guys. So adjust accordingly. Put him on your IR spots. Go out there. Pick up, you know, some available defensive linemen. Sheldon Richardson, for example, he might be out there in your leagues. Ed Oliver, um, you know, just there are guys out there on your on your waiver wires. I'm, I'm sure of it. So go scour that out. You're going to have to replace him. If Carl uh, Lawson's out there, he might be a good replacement as well on that same team. Um, Chandler Jones, bicep tear confirmed. He is out for the season, guys. He wasn't doing much for us anyway, unfortunately. Uh, nothing like he was doing last year. So, but we'll see you next season. Chandler Jones, he take, this is a big hit to his dynasty rankings because, I mean, you know, he's 31, 30, 31. You know, he maybe has three years left, two, three years of high level. And if we're going to miss out on this whole season and basically what he'd already done for us was nothing, um, you know, long term, you know, asset and dynasty. I mean, this hurts his value, unfortunately. So, uh, other big injury updates, Jordan Fuller was put on IR. Some, they're calling it a neck injury, back, neck, shoulder. Um, but he's on IR. That's not good. Devon Godcheck from the Miami Dolphins, defensive tackle. If you're in a defensive tackle-specific league, I am. I actually have him in a couple spots. Torn bicep, tendon, he's going to be done for the season. That sucks. Another defensive tackle we're losing. Another mainstay at defensive tackle, Vita Vea. Broken foot, uh, as you know, that happened last Thursday night. He is done for the season. Uh, unfortunate. Carl Nassib has a foot injury, banged up. Not really sure what's going on there. Lorenzo Cardell, uh, pretty sure that was an Achilles tear. Bernardrick McKinney was moved to IR. Uh, so Tyrell Adams is going to be the guy who's filling in for him. He had 13 tackles on 89% of snaps this last week uh, as he came, when he came when he was playing. So uh, he should be a good you know plug and play kind of guy. McKinney wasn't like blowing the doors off anybody this season or anything, but I mean you know you can get eight to 13 tackles. I mean that's 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 production. So uh, Josh Jones, I said this last, earlier on the week on the show, was ejected early, but he should be back, and he's still a, a top-tier play, in my opinion, defensive back, especially on a, a booty team down there in, in Jacksonville. So he should be getting tackles and making plays, and he's had a couple tackles for loss this season too, so you like to see that. And then Quan Alexander, this is another big one. He was having a pretty decent season, high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. Um, that's an uptick for Dre Greenlaw. He played really well last season when Quan got injured, uh, accumulating 81 tackles in 12 games, filling in for Quan. Um, so plug-and-play linebacker, too, in my opinion. He might even be better than Quan Alexander, but because they paid Quan all that money, he had to be out there on the field to start this season. But if uh, Drake Greenlaw is on your waiver wires or somebody's trying to unload him cheap in Dynasty, I mean, you could make a play for him, and he, I, I think he's going he's gonna to pan out pretty well for you. So. Those are most of the injury updates that I have right now. I'm sure I missed a couple, but uh, like I said, follow me on Twitter, and I usually will comment on stuff like that or retweet if something comes up, somebody's out. And jump on the uh, the IDP Army livecast on Sunday mornings, guys. That'll be me and my man Steve, and then we'll see who our guest is going to be this week. We'll be answering start sick questions, going over you know the last minute uh, ins and outs, game time decisions, stuff like that. So we'd appreciate that. That starts at 10 Eastern, I believe. 
All right, let's talk about some notes, and then we'll jump into the rankings. So uh, just some notes from this last week uh, for defensive line. Clavon Chason played 81% of snaps this last week. He didn't do anything. Uh, he did not help your team at all. Thought it might be a good spot for him, a plus matchup as well. Did nothing. So he's still developing. I'm not saying give up on him, but, I mean, he's not going to be – he's not – he's probably not going to do a lot for you this year. So he's a dangerous play if you play him. He's a, you know, DN 3-4 at best, so take that as you will. Eric Armstead, I'm dropping him down in my rankings a little bit, guys. He's just not – I mean, he's had a big game, but he's just not giving me what I wanted out of him for this season, especially with some of these other guys not there anymore. DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa went out with an injury. You know, you would I would have hoped he could have seen a little uptick in his production just because the talent level around him might have gone down, but it doesn't seem to be panic shaking out that way so far. So he's going to be down a little bit in my rankings this week. He'll probably be like in the 20s, late 20s even. Um, he's, you know, he's still a two. You know, you can play him pretty comfortably as a two, but I'm not playing him comfortably as a, as a one or anything like that, or at least especially not this week until I see something special happen. So J.J. Watt also going down my rankings a little bit. Guys, his pressure numbers just are like not there like they have been in the past. Um, so, I mean, just cold hard reality is J.J. Watt's going to, especially for the number of pass rush snaps he's playing. He's just not producing like he, like the JJ Watt that we used to know. So I'm adjusting accordingly. He's still going to be, you know, a, a weekly play unless you're in an extremely shallow league. JJ Watt's going to be in play every single week, but he is going to be down in my rankings this week a little bit. Um, and I've said this, you know, the past couple of weeks, Demarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler, Robert Quinn, all these guys are dropping. Demarcus Lawrence is grading out well on PFF, and he did put up some production this last week. Um, I want to see it two or three weeks in a row before I really believe. Uh, but you can play these guys as threes, essentially. Right? That's how I'm viewing them right now. And then Akeem Hicks is DT1 on the season so far. He's blown the doors off people. Um, if he's on your waiver wire, he does not need to be, even if you're in sleeper leagues where he's just DL eligible. All right, let's go to linebacker notes. Um, Patrick Queen through five weeks is the number one linebacker, guys. Like, woo! I mean, here we are, so... Take take your take your take your W's, guys. I mean, if you you were on him, you were on him, so you got it done. Um, I think I brought this up earlier on the week on the show, but Eric Wilson deserves to be owned and played in every league. Um, he's ba- you know he's he's a linebacker one. I think he's like linebacker thirteen or fourteen on a year, um, and that's without literally playing week one. So don't let Eric Wilson float out there. And if anybody's you know undervaluing him, and you need a, li- a linebacker to do a five weeks, or Darius Leonard's not working out, or Deion Jones isn't working out or Corey Littleton's not working out. Go get Eric Wilson. He's a guy that you could probably acquire cheaply, and he's going he's gonna to put up numbers for you. Um, let's see here. Any other linebacker notes? Logan Wilson this last week. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier the week on the show, but he had his second interception of the season. He almost had another interception. Um, he and Akeem Gaithers-David and then um, Jermaine Pratt seem to – they're moving their linebackers in and out, but the ones who have been popping – Logan Wilson's been popping. So I could see Logan Wilson maybe getting an uptick in snaps this week. And maybe we see a couple of rookies out there for the majority of the game for the first time this season. That would be cool. Um, Defensive back notes. um, Ronnie Harrison, I didn't mention this in the injury section, but he does have a concussion. So not really sure if he's going to be playing this week or not after his kind of big game back. Um, And then Jabril Peppers, he was active this last week. We only played 23 snaps, guys, 35%. They're obviously taking it easy on him because of the ankle injury. Um, you'll hear in my ranking, I don't think he's a I don't believe I don't believe he's in my top 24 this week. I mean, it sucks that he got hurt. It sucks that he's not producing. Yeah, he's at 27 for me this week, guys. So um, 
he's a dangerous play. He's a dangerous, you know, he's a three maybe or a flex. Um, if you got some balls on you to put him in there, but I'm worried right now about him just because of the ankle injury and just, you know, he wasn't really producing before that. I mean, Blake Martinez is just gobbling everything up because he's an absolute fucking stud. So anywho, all right, that's all my notes and all my injury stuff and all that. So let's get into the meat of the issue. Let's get into the IDP rankings for the week. And as always, we'll start with defensive line. So my number one guy this week is Miles Garrett. Number two is Aaron Donald. Number three is Chris Jones. Number four, Yannick Ngakwe. Number five, Alden Smith. Number six, Grady Jarrett. Number seven, Montez Sweat. Number eight, DeForest Buckner. Number nine, Frank Clark. 10, Chase Young. 11, Chase Winovich. And 12, round out my top 12 guys, is Justin Houston. Um, I will go ahead and plug in here. I didn't say TJ Watt when I made this graphic. I forgot him. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, which if you guys aren't following the YouTube channel, search uh, the IDP Army and follow the YouTube channel, and you can see the cool graphic I made. Uh, but uh, TJ Watt, he would be between Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. He'd be at number three, even though it's not a great matchup necessarily with them. Um, it's not a great matchup this week with them going up against Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield has not been sacked a lot. He's still TJ Watt, and you just, you know, you can't take him out of your lineup and you can't doubt him at this point. I mean, if you're still doubting TJ Watt, I don't I don't know what to tell you anymore. I mean, you're just not paying attention, I guess. Uh, he's he's basically the most elite defensive player in the NFL. Spare me your Aaron Donald takes. Um, but he's going to be a number three guy for me this week. Uh, Miles Garrett, you plug him in. I mean, he gets Big Ben. I know Big Ben is... Likes to stand in there, so I can see Miles Garrett getting the Big Ben pretty easily this week. Aaron Donald has a pretty good matchup this week as well. I mean, every matchup's a play matchup essentially for Aaron Donald, but he gets San Francisco, so they're rocking with a backup quarterback. That's a great matchup. Um, like I said, T.J. Watt comes in at three. He gets Cleveland. Uh, Yannick gets a pretty big bump this week. Um, what we saw two weeks ago is Zadarius Smith, I believe, two or three weeks ago when he played Atlanta was he just took over that game. I mean, he was getting all kinds of tackles for loss on the Atlanta Falcon, uh, the Atlanta Falcons running backs, and he was just destroying Matt Ryan. He had like three or four sacks, uh, three or four tackles for loss. Uh, he was he was just blowing them up. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe getting the, the snap boost he is coming up from Jacksonville to Minnesota and getting this matchup against Atlanta who just lost their coach, is just in absolute disarray. Uh, this is a good – this is a, one of the best matchups of the season probably for Yannick, in my opinion. Uh, I expect him to – I expect him to get home. He's been very consistent throughout the year uh, getting – you know I think he's got three sacks on the season, three or four sacks on the season so far, and a fumble for – first fumble. So this could be a good matchup for Yannick. So I've got a lot of confidence in him this week, uh, number four. Um, Alden Smith at five. Again, he's just blowing up the league. He had kind of a down week, but you can't – you can't – you can't put Alden Smith outside of your top outside of your top ten, honestly. I mean, top five might be a little rich for some people this week, but because of the nature of the position and the fact that he's getting all these snaps and he's grading out very well and he's playing very well, I mean, a down week is not going to move the needle that much for me. Alden Smith is still a top five option in my opinion. Uh, Grady Jarrett gets a Minnesota. I mean, what do we know about Kirk Cousins? He loves to turn the ball over. He loves to be strips, you know, to be forced fumbles happen to Kirk Cousins a lot. Grady Jarrett is playing at a really high level. He's one of the better interior defensive linemen in the league, top five probably, pretty easily. Uh, so I think he's going to have a – I think he's got a really good chance to have a good game. Montez Sweat making his debut here in the top ten. 
Uh, Montez Sweat, it's time to put some respect on this guy's name. He He's a great tackler. He We saw that play this last week. If you listen to the show earlier, I talked about it. But on Cam Akers, uh, he – you know, he ran this ball down probably 20, 30, 40 yards down the field. He's got hustle in him. He's gotten home three times this season. Um, he's healthy. You know, Chase Young, we'll talk about him in a second. He's above Chase Young basically because he's healthy. Uh, I'm just going to trust the fact that I, you know, I feel more confident in him being able to stay on the field. Chase Young was a little banged up in, in a preseason too, or not the preseason, I guess, training camp. So he carried that hip in his uh, injury designation. So and he's now he's got a groin situation, and he was not turning on the Jets on that play this last week. Let's put it that way. Montez Sweat was. So I'm going to give him the edge in the rankings. I'm going to give him the respect he deserves. Uh, right now, he's a top 20 guy, uh, top 10 guy uh, pretty easily. So a defensive line. So loving that for him this season. Um, next, we got DeForest Buckner. Cincinnati. That's all I got to say. Uh, DeForest Buckner is playing a ton of snaps. He gets Cincinnati. Uh, he's going to get home. And I mean, Baker, I mean, uh, not Baker, Burrow, just, whew, he's going to have a rough day. Let's just put it that way. Love me some DeForest Buckner this week. Frank Clark at nine coming up against Buffalo. Josh Allen has been sacked quite a bit, even though he's playing very well. Uh, he still has been sacked uh, 10 times in the league. Um, so that's, you know, that's double digits, about half, a little more than half the league's been sacked less than that. So um, I expect Frank Clark to get some work done and they're going to be, you know, playing with a little chip on their shoulder too. I mean, Chris Jones, I mentioned him earlier. They're going to be playing with a little bit of chip on their shoulder, getting beat this last week by a division rival. Um, you know, they said they couldn't call it a rivalry unless they got beat. Well, they got beat, so they're probably not. They're probably not too happy about that. And they just signed Le'Veon Bell, so they're probably all you know jumping around, hooting and hollering, having the time of their life. So, I expect Frank Clark to come out feeling himself. I expect Chris Jones to come out feeling himself. And these Bills, I mean. It's going to be a matchup. Let's put it that way. I'm really excited about it, but I've got I've got a lot of faith this week in Frank Clark and Chris Chris Jones. They're both in my top ten. Chase Young comes in at ten. Like I said, he gets the Giants. That's a good matchup. Chase Young is still playing a high number of snaps, even coming off the injury. Um, you know, Devontae Freeman's their running back. I mean, yeah, he had a little bit of success this last, success this last week, but I don't think that's indicative of what Devontae Freeman is going to bring to the table this season. And I can see him getting gobbled up for tackles for loss by Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And I see Daniel – I mean, you want to talk about a fumble guy? I mean, I just said it earlier about uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, who's gonna, who's the other guy that loves to fumble? Danny Dimes. So this is going to be a great matchup for uh, all these Washington players. There will be a couple more on this list a little bit later, or at least one more. Uh, and then Chase, another Chase. Chase Winovich coming in. He gets Denver, another great matchup. I don't know if Drew Locke is back this week or not, but – even if it's just Drew Locke, I mean, this is a good matchup. Chase Young or Chase Winovich is playing very well this season. And then Justin Houston, he gets that great matchup, like I alluded to earlier, with DeForest Buckner against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I expect Justin Houston to find some success. So I'm going to read the top 12 back off really quick for anyone that's not on YouTube. Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Yannick Ngakwe, Alden Smith, Grady Jarrett, Montez Sweat, DeForest Buckner, Frank Clark, Chase Young, Chase Winovich, and then Justin Houston. And if you're on sleeper, um, you're going to slide in TJ Watt between Aaron Donald and Chris Jones at number three. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and finish. We're going to do the uh, 12 through 24 real quick before I uh, go through that. I'm going to put in my little honorary sleeper mentions here. On uh, sleeper at 13 on defensive line, I would be playing. Um, excuse me. I would be playing Zadarius Smith. Uh, he's got a great matchup against Washington. Or not Washington. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, who's he playing again this week? Tampa Bay. Um, and like I said, he was destroying. He destroyed uh, Matt Ryan a couple weeks ago. Pocket passer. Brady's a pocket passer, and he'll he'll take a sack. I mean, Brady will take a sack to protect the ball. 
So I can see Zadarius having a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, and, you know, the tackles could be there. I mean, I don't know if it's Ronald Jones. I don't know if it's going to be Leonard Fournette. But, I mean, I know Ronald Jones is putting up some numbers. But I'm not – still. I still haven't seen enough to be overly excited. I mean, I remember when Jaquiz Rogers was doing basically what Ronald Jones is doing right now for Tampa Bay. And we weren't that excited then. So I don't know why we're trying to make Ronald Jones so special. But anyway, Zadarius Smith, I expect him to gobble up some tackles, tackles for loss, and probably get home on a sack for Brady. And then Shaq Barrett's going to come in at 14 with another honorary mention. Uh, he gets Green Bay. Green Bay is a very good offensive line. I expect them to struggle a little bit, but because of the boom-bust factor of Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul coming in right after him, uh, and because of, the, uh, you know, just just who they are as players, you know, they could – I mean, all it takes is one big play. Um, they're both forced fumble guys. They're, you know, they can get home. Uh, we saw JPP get home on Drew Brees, another good offensive line. So these are elite pass rushers. You have to respect them as that. And I'm not going to be playing some guy that has a plus matchup that's less talented just because he has a plus matchup. So Zadarius Green and Shaquille Barrett should both be played as high level uh, DL2s this week. And honestly, I mean, they could pop for DL1 numbers. So if you're on sleeper, I have them at 13 and 14. But if you're on my fantasy pros rankings, 13, I have Kerry Hyder. 14, I have J.J. Watt. 15, I have Cameron Hayward. 16, I have Jason Pierre-Paul. 17, I have Brian Burns. 18, Akeem Hicks. 19, Carl Lawson. 20, Jonathan Allen. 21, Sheldon Richardson. 22, Josh Sweat. 23, Eric Armstead. And 24, I have Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, just the guys I want to highlight after that is Kerry Hyder. He's just been solid. I mean, he's a top 15 guy this season. He hasn't done anything flashy, but he has been a solid play every week. Uh, he's one of the top, like I said, he's top 15 defensive linemen. You should be playing him. He gets Jared Goff and the Rams. Their line struggled a little last year. I don't know. I think it's playing a little bit better this season, but uh, I'm just going to go with the production that he's been putting up, and it's been consistent. So I'm going to go with Kerry Hyder at 13. Uh, J.J. Watt, like I said, he's slipping a little bit. Obviously, the divisional games will probably be a little juiced up, but like I said, J.J. Watt is just – he's not playing the way he has always played. The num, You know, he has officially slowed down a little bit. I'm not saying a lot. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying J.J. Watt is not in the running for a top three defensive end or defensive lineman this season, and I'm pretty sure coming into the season I had him in my top three or my top five, so I had a lot of hope, but – I still think he's going to finish in the top 24 pretty comfortably because I think he could still go off, but we have yet to see him really go off. Um, other guys I want to highlight in here, uh, and guys, go to idparmy.com. You can check out their full rankings on the website uh, on Fantasy Pros. I think you can just search my name and find me on there. Speaking of which, this week um, I was the number one tight end ranker on Fantasy Pros, which is kind of funny. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did that just by having Juwanu a little bit higher than most people. And I think I was like number nine on the IDP rankings this week. So not a bad week, but I still like to finish top five every week. So hopefully these work out a little better. Um, like I said, other guys I want to highlight, Brian Burns at 17. He's playing lights out this season. Uh, he's grading out really well. He was having that breakout game. Finally, all the numbers were finally starting to hit the stat sheet the way that the play was. And then he had the concussion, got knocked in the head. So i like to see him continue that this week, maybe get home on um, – the Chicago Bears a little bit, but I don't know. It might be a little tough, but uh, I, I I have faith in him long-term, and I'm playing him comfortably as a two this week. Akeem Hicks, like I said, he's like the best defensive tackle right now in the game. He's at 18. He gets Carolina. I like that matchup. Um, let's see. Anybody else I really want to highlight in this area? Jonathan Allen, like I said, there's another defensive lineman from Washington in my top 20. I'm playing Jonathan Allen comfortably. 
he's a tackle machine. He proved that last year. He can get home on sacks, and he's just a really good player. So um, I think this. I think they're going to give the New York Giants some fits this week. So let's go ahead and transition to the linebacker segment. So my top ten linebacker or twelve, sorry, top twelve linebackers for Week Six. Coming in at one, Blake Martinez, two, Jalen Smith, three, Roquan Smith, four, Zach Cunningham, five, Patrick Queen making his debut here in the top five, Jordan Hicks at six, Levante David, seven, Devin White, eight, Fred Warner, nine, Miles Jack, 10, Micah Kaiser, 11, and at 12, making his top 12 debut, we have Forsade Olakun. Uh, guys, Blake Martinez, I said something about last week, he's just... I mean, he's just he's as reliable as they get. I mean, he's basically the the Julio Jones of the linebacker position. He's never the flashiest or the sexiest. He's rarely the first wide receiver taken. Blake's almost never the first linebacker taken. But you know what you get with him. You get a top five linebacker basically week in and week not week in and week out. But I mean, by the end of the season, you know what you get with him, and that's going to be a top five to top ten linebacker. I don't think he's ever finished outside the top ten at linebacker since coming to the league and starting. Um, and he has top, he has number one upside. I mean, the guy's just, and you know, he's a big fu to the haters out there too. I mean, he's like grading out right now as one of the best linebackers in the league. So everybody that's you know all those Packers Twitter people that hate on Blake Martinez. I mean, I see the same you know haters hating on Nate Gary. I'm not saying Nate Gary's good. I'm just saying sometimes you got to defend these guys a little bit. I mean, if they're they're putting up numbers. Some people just aren't getting used properly. But maybe Blake Martinez wasn't getting used properly in Green Bay. Maybe that's why he sucked there. But he's grading out really well on PFF. He's my number one guy going into the week. Um, you know, he gets Washington. They like to run the ball a lot. They're going to be a little, you know, I think there's going to be check down city with Kyle Allen. So there's going to be plenty of tackle opportunities in the short to mid range for him. Um, so kudos to him. Another big F you to everyone uh, that kind of hates on people. I know a lot of people hated on uh, Jesse Bates the last couple of years. He graded out poorly. He missed a bunch of tackles. He's like the number one safety right now on PFF through five or six, five weeks. So there is a big uh, middle finger to all the haters. I'm happy for those guys to finally, their numbers aren't just, people aren't just saying, oh, they you know they pad the box score but they suck but now everybody's favorite uh reference of how good a player is is saying they're good so we'll see if that the tune starts to change a little bit uh jalen smith he gets arizona i mean jalen smith's just a top play every week he's again he's almost as reliable as they come at the linebacker position you know coming into the league there was injury concern with him but he has i mean he's there is no more injury concern with him uh, he's not necessarily playing lights out. I'm seeing him miss a few more than a few tackles this season, but he got paid. He's not losing his job, and he's still one of the better linebackers in the league. There have been rumblings that the Cowboys' defensive coordinator and you know has has a system that's his new coordinator has a system that's really hard to learn. It's complicated, and players are struggling with it. So maybe you know, and that's kind of played out in real life as we've watched it happen. So you know, maybe that's why Jalen Smith is not playing as well as we know him to be able to. Roquan Smith at three, Zach Cunningham at four, uh, Patrick Queen at five. Like I said earlier, Patrick Queen's the number one linebacker on the season. Here's another guy that's just saying a big F you to everybody. I think he's played um, on the season 75% of the total snaps on the team. I mean, it's it's minimal, um, you know, and everybody, all the – talking heads and all the people all the people that do what i do you know pontificate about players in idp um the biggest thing everybody talks about is all oh, the almighty snap count if he's not getting snaps he can't be a linebacker one if he's not getting 90 percent of the snaps 
How can you play him as a linebacker one, you fool? Well, uh, Patrick Queen's played 73% of the snaps through the whole season, and he's a linebacker one by a comfortable margin. I believe it's about um, – oh, how many points is it? He is the linebacker one by a nine-point margin uh, over Zach Cunningham, who's a linebacker two right now at IDP one, two, three scoring. So – there's three FUs uh, to all of us out here who do what I do, sit around and talk about uh, fantasy football players on defense, but good for him. I mean, I kind of – I was a notorious Patrick Queen kind of uh, – not a hater, but I was just – I didn't buy into the hype, but the hype is real. So he comes in here at number five this week. He, You never take him out of your lineup at this point. Um, so kudos to him for proving us or proving me wrong. Uh, so we got Jordan Hicks at six, uh, Levante David seven, Devin White eight. Levante David and Devin White, they've kind of let you down the last couple of weeks, but the reality is they both have top five upside on a weekly basis. Um, Pat or Levante, or sorry, blah, blah, blah. Devin White's been rushing the passer a lot. I think he's played like the second or third most pass rush snaps for a middle linebacker on in the in the NFL. Um, Maybe that's inaccurate, but I know he has a lot of pressures for a linebacker. I think he has like the third or fourth most pressures. He's one of the only people that has like over seven pressures that doesn't have any sacks. A couple of guys have a couple. So the big games are coming back for Devin White, guys. Don't give up. Levante David, you know who he is. Uh, Fred Warner up here in my top ten. I'm Again, I don't want to say I'm a Fred Warner hater, but I'm a, I'm a Fred Warner uh, pragmatist, let's say. And pragmatically, Fred Warner isesn't necessarily always a guy you can plug in as a linebacker one. I'm playing him as linebacker one this week. He's got the Rams. Rams play, run a lot of plays. They love this. They're like a run first team. So they're, they're loving to run out their running back. So, you know, Fred Warner, I could see him getting attacked for a loss or two, you know, if he knows and is able to diagnose the play. It's in division, so it's going to be a tough game. I think Fred Warner is able to grind out a, a pretty high level uh, fantasy week for you guys this week. So I have him in my top 10. Miles Jack, tentatively at 10, assuming he comes back from the ankle sprain. Uh, he's going to be a top play. He's he was been I think he was like the number one or number two linebacker before he went out for the uh, for the, with that ankle injury uh, two weeks ago. So you know if, if he's playing, you're playing him as a linebacker one. I mean those are just the facts at this point. Uh, Micah Kaiser comes in at eleven and Olakun at twelve. Uh, Kaiser and Olakun have proved it. I mean that's, that's the bottom line is they've proved that they deserve to be played every week as ones. Um, you know, Olakun's making big plays, impact plays. He's also getting high tackle numbers. Exact same thing with Micah Kaiser. I mean, he's making impact plays and he's getting tackles. I mean, what more can you ask for from a linebacker? So these guys are doing it week in and week out. I'm assuming Micah Kaiser comes in and is fully healthy. He's going to be right back where he was. I mean, Troy Reader had like that monster game. He had 44 points along with Aaron Donald, who also had 44 points this week. Uh, three sack game for Troy Reader. If Kaiser is healthy, those are all Kaiser's points. And we're talking about Kaiser as the number one linebacker on the season right now. So Micah Kaiser, assuming he's healthy, he's in that role that Corey Littleton wishes he had this season, uh, and he's a stud. So those are my top 12 linebackers. I'll read them back to you guys again real quick. Blake Martinez, Jalen Smith, Roquan Smith, Zach Cunningham, Patrick Queen, Jordan Hicks, Levante David, Devin White, Fred Warner, Miles Jack, Micah Kaiser, and Foysade Olakun. And then we'll go ahead and go through 13 through 24 quickly. Uh, 13, I have Eric Kendricks. 14, I have Eric Wilson, both of the Minnesota Vikings. 15, I have Devondre Campbell. 16, Jack Thomas. 17, Joe Thomas. 18, Josie Jewell. 19, Alexander Johnson. 20, Nathan Gary. 21, Neville Hewitt. 22, Rashawn Evans. 23, Anthony Walker. And 24, 
Dre Greenlaw. Um, I think I'm going to spend some time here talking about who's not here versus talking about who is in this top 24 here. Uh, like I said, go to idparmy.com. You guys can see who's in the top 24. Leave a comment at me on Twitter. Talk to me. Let's interact. But this is some, these are, here's some names that you probably would have thought would have been in my top 24 and have been in my top 24 regularly, but you know, it's, it's time to pivot, unfortunately. Um, and so this is just a, a little side segment, a little sidebar, disappointing linebackers through the first five weeks. Um, Joe Schobert through the first five weeks, linebacker 41. AJ Johnson, who is in my top 20 this week. That's because of the Cam Newton, the running thing. I think he can get it done this week. Um, but through the first five weeks, he's linebacker 50. Um, here's a couple of guys with asterisks by their name. But uh, Darius Leonard, through the first five weeks, linebacker 51. Now, I know he had some injury. He had an injury one week, so he's missed two weeks. But still, I mean, linebacker 59. He is not really through five weeks of the season. He hasn't done much for you. Jayon Brown, through five weeks, uh, linebacker 61, has only missed one game. Now, just for some perspective, T.J. Watt has also missed a game as a linebacker and, you know, on everywhere, um, edge linebacker. And he is, I believe he's still easily, pretty handily in the top 30. Um, so just missing a game necessarily. I know we can be like, oh, but, I mean, it's five weeks in. There are, you should have some points. Tremaine Edmonds missed a game, uh, left a game early with an injury, missed a game. I think he had played most of that game, actually. Linebacker 74 through five weeks. Here's a guy who hasn't missed any games. Corey Littleton, linebacker 77 through five weeks. And then here's one that will really just kind of floor you. Devin Bush, linebacker 80 through five weeks. Corey Littleton and Devin Bush's highest tackle game so far this season have been seven. They were not in my top 24. Um... I got to fade them. You know, I, you know, this is like a rankings competition on fantasy pros. I want to be accurate. I want to be right. And at five weeks in, even if it's just one week ahead of my competition, fading some guys, um, you know, things are just different than what they were last year. Unfortunately, I saw a thread by a guy from PFF, John Marcy, or I'm sorry, I don't know your name. I don't, but John something. And I retweeted it. Uh, basically he kind of alluded to why Devin Bush isn't doing great this season. And it's because a lot of these tackles aren't getting to the second level. And it's not like that's – I don't think that's going to change. Um, you know, these guys on the Steelers are legit. Bud Dupree, legit. T.J. Watt, legit. Cam Hayward, legit. Stephon Tuat, legit. Even the guys they have rotating in are legit. They get tackles. They get behind the line of scrimmage. Devin Bush is he's, – he's competing with his teammates right now for these tackles. I mean, these guys play high energy, and he's not winning on a regular basis, unfortunately. On top of that, you have Mike Hilton out here just blowing people away, um, you know, playing close to the line of scrimmage. He's getting tackles. It's just – I got to fade Devin Bush. If you're watching on YouTube, you see I'm wearing a Steelers hat right now. I don't like doing this. This isn't fun for me. I don't like pointing out that Devin Bush is linebacker 80 on the season. That feels terrible. I don't like it. But here we are. It's week five. I'll be over my dead body. Is Devin Bush going to be in my top 12 this week? And over my dead body is he even going to be in my top 24 this week. I mean, that's I need to see it. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with him. Littleton, same thing. I mean, it's just it's time, guys. I mean, Joe Schobert, similar thing. The, the role is different. What they're being asked to do is different on the field. 
I don't maybe they don't fit in the schemes the way that they thought they would. Maybe they're still working kinks out. But it's week five. This whole well, they you know we didn't have any preseason. You don't hear anybody talking about how players didn't have a preseason on the offensive side of the ball. I hear guys on the IDP side of the ball gacking about this all the time. Well, you know they got to warm up. Blah blah blah. T.J. Watt didn't need to warm up. Chris Jones didn't need to warm up. Good players didn't need to warm up. You know what I mean? Good players produce. Um, and situations that are good breed, you know, lead to productive players. You stop. You got to stop making excuses for these guys. Things are different. This season is right now. You need wins this week. It's week six. These next two to three weeks are probably the most important weeks of the season. They're, you're in teams that are two and three. You're in teams that are one and four. You have to grind out W's this week, and you can't be caught. I mean, if you put if you put Devin Bush or Corey Littleton in your lineup this week, thinking that they're going to take care of you, you're playing with your life right now. Okay, there are better options out there, unfortunately, with less sexy names that you need to be considering. So, all that put aside, I'm going to read again my top my 13 through 24. Just wanted to shout out some guys that are you know, I mean these guys are threes, you know, all those guys I just mentioned right there are threes. Do not roll out Joe Schobert, do not roll out Corey Littleton, do not roll out Devin Bush thinking this is my one. Go get a one, get your team straightened out, and then adjust your expectations for these players. So, 13 through 24 one more time, Eric Kendricks, Eric Wilson, guys who are actually putting up points, are not sexy. Devondre Campbell, not sexy, putting up points. Joe, you know, at 17, I have Joe Thomas. At 16, I have Shaq Thompson. 18, Josie Jewell. 19, Alexander Johnson. You know, again, he's up here because the New England matchup, I think that he could have a pretty good get-right game. And he's, you know, I think that he's the one exception to the guys that are kind of out there on that list. Um, Nathan Gary, 20, getting all the snaps. 21, Neville Hewitt, he's playing all the snaps. He's the only guy you can trust to play all the snaps right now on the Jets. Rashawn Evans at 23. Our 22, sorry, Jayon Brown. Rashawn Evans has just been getting it done. Um, 23, Anthony Walker. 24, Dre Greenlaw. Like I said, Dre Greenlaw with Quan Alexander going out. Proved he could be a valuable commodity to your IDP team last season. Uh, he's a plug-and-play linebacker, too. Even ahead of some of the guys, like I said, that are bigger names. So let's move to the defensive backs, and then let's wrap this up. Number one this week, we got the king. I think we have a new king, Uh because he's the king of consistency. Maybe he's not the king of the big play. He did get home with the sack this week, but he's the king of consistency. This is a tackle monster. That's Buda Baker, number two, Landon Collins, three, Jeremy Chin, four, Jordan Poyer, five, Jesse Bates, six, Terrell Evans, seven, Harrison Smith, eight, Josh Jones, nine, John Johnson, 10, Antoine Winfield, 11, Chuck Clark, and then 12, Logan Ryan. Uh, Buda Baker, like I said, until Jamal Adams comes back, he's going to sit comfortably at the top of this, no matter the matchup. I love Landon Collins, but at this point, we have to just bow down and realize what Buda Baker is. He's not, I mean, nothing's going to change this dude. I mean, he comes back off a of surgery on his wrist. He has a monster game uh, on his thumb, you know, 15, 14, 15 tackles and a sack. I mean, he's just unstoppable. Um, he might be more honey badger than honey badger at this point. Let's just be real with it. Uh, Landon Collins at number two. He's a beast. Uh, he gets behind the line of scrimmage. He can get interceptions. He's a, he, he's an impact player uh, on top of the fact that he can get the tackle. So, again, he's up there pretty comfortably. Jeremy Chin developing nicely at three. Jordan Poyer at four gets Kansas City this week. Five, we have Jesse Bates, like I said, kind of giving a big F you to everyone, all of his haters, being the number one graded safety on the season by PFF. Shout out Jesse Bates. Uh, 
hopefully he gets himself a big contract. Like I said, Buda Baker got himself a nice big contract playing well. So if, if Jesse Bates can pull those PFF numbers down, you know, talk to his agent, he might be getting that bag. So good for him. Terrell Edmonds at six gets Cleveland this week. He's been solid all season. Harrison Smith. I don't want to talk about Harrison Smith right now. He's I've seen him get beat a couple times this year and don't like it. But he's still up there at seven. He gets Atlanta this week. That's a good matchup. Tracy Walker at eight. Honestly, you should probably put Tracy Walker just a little bit ahead. Oh, he's not. A, uh, I'm looking at my. If you're on YouTube, I don't have Tracy Walker in my rankings, guys. I'm sorry. He should be between Harrison Smith and Josh Jones um, at seven and eight. But Tracy Walker coming in at eight. Josh Jones at nine. John Johnson at ten. Again, these guys are tackle monsters. I mean, they're 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 legitimate tackle monsters. They're strong safeties on their team. Um, they're some of the safer plays you can play in IDP right now. Antoine Winfield, Chuck Clark, both safe, but also have some big play upside. Uh, rushing the passer, uh, got home for a sack this week. Last week, Chuck Clark did. Antoine Winfield has been home for a sack already this season as well. Maybe two. I'm, I need to double check that. It might be one or two. And then Logan Ryan, of course, um, playing 100% of the snaps right now for the New York Giants. He's also a guy who can, uh, you know, get in there for a tackle like Blake Martinez. So. Let's go ahead and finish out the defensive backs here <clears throat> at 13 or 14. I have Kari Willis, 15, Justin Simmons, 16, Tyron Matthews, 17, Justin Reed, 18, Mike Hilton, 19, Marlon Humphrey, 20, Taylor Rapp, 21, Adrian Phillips. I'm actually going to move Adrian Phillips down a little bit as I'm speaking with you all right now. Um, so ignore that. 20, Taylor Rapp, 21, Von Bell, 22, Deshaun Elliott. 23, Kenny Vaccaro, and 24, Carl Joseph. Um, guys, I just want to highlight in this group, Marlon Humphrey and Mike Hilton, they are every week starters as twos, but honestly, I mean, they're playing as ones right now and, you know, at, at the DB position and crushing in your corner position. So good on them. You got your, you know, your strong safeties up here with Kari Willis, uh, Tyron Matthew, Von Bell, Taylor Rapp, um, not Von Bell's been a disappointment this season. I'm gonna lie. I think I had him the season I had him ranked coming in as defensive back 20 or so. Um, he's getting tackled, but a lot of them are assists, and he's not making any impact plays. So he's he's gonna need to step it up big time, or he's just gonna be a a pedestrian kind of 90 tackle guy with 50 of them being assists. So that's not gonna be great. Um, Deshaun Elliott. Playing free safety for the Baltimore Ravens, so maybe someone will be like, oh, he's a free safety. Don't play him. Play him. He's good. Uh, he's been playing lights out this season. Uh, I don't care if he plays deep or not. Um, he's scoring, so that's all I care about. Kenny Vaccaro, 23. Carl Joseph, 24. I mean, like I said, these are your strong safeties. Uh, these are known commodities. You know, we're not getting cute, you know, trying to put, you know, I don't know someone cute julian love up here or kevin byard i mean we're, we're putting in you know the guys that we know can produce we know the guys have upside these are the guys that i feel most comfortable playing this week in order i'm gonna read the defensive backs back to you guys one more time top to bottom one buddha baker two landon collins three jeremy chin four jordan poyer five jesse bates six terrell edmonds seven harrison smith eight tracy walker nine josh josh jones 10, John Johnson, 11, Antoine Winfield Jr., 12, Chuck Clark, 13, Logan Ryan, 14, Kyrie Willis, 15, Justin Simmons, 16, Tyron Matthew, 17, Justin Simmons, 18, Mike Hilton, 19, Marlon Humphreys, 20, Von Bell, 21, or 20, Taylor Rapp, 21, Von Bell, 22, Deshaun Elliott, 
23, Kenny Vaccaro, and 24, Carl Joseph. That will round out our top 24 defensive backs, top 24 linebackers, top 24 defensive linemen. Guys, I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Hope I didn't rant too much there for a little bit. Um, it's been a good show. I appreciate all of the IDP Army for listening in, supporting the show. Like I said, guys, the only thing I ask of you at this point in my fantasy football career, um, I guess you could call it, is leave me a review. Um, give me five stars. I would appreciate it. Just trying to grow the show, trying to grow the IDP movement. Follow, Subscribe to the channel on YouTube, the IDP Army. Uh, you know, and then go follow Dynasty Nerds and listen to my show in my defense on there. And yeah, I guess until next week, guys, good luck. Go out there and beat your opponents this week and make sure you tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting it enough.